welcome to Morning Radio Program. My name is Dion. I'm here with Christian, and James is off for this week. James is gone. Where's he gone, Dion? I don't know where he's gone. He's gone somewhere. We're not too happy about it. Um, he apparently uh, had an appointment uh, all of today, um, but we wish from him nine till ten he had an appointment. From 9 to 10, he had an appointment. I'm not sure where he is, but he really should have come, and we're pretty upset about it. We're also uh, quite happy you tuned in because uh, we don't have our podcasting software working this morning, which sucks. This is a one-off opportunity for you to hear us, which yeah. isn't like the grand final. That was a, a that two-off. Was, that was a two-off. Uh, we're going to talk about that later. But I think the first thing we want to talk about is something that's of significant importance to most people in the world. Absolutely. Um, and we're not talking about religion or, or education or health. No. We're talking about... Sandwiches. Yeah. We're talking about sandwiches. Sandwiches are an integral part of, of your life. Yeah. When, when you want something to eat during the day, yeah. it's the easiest thing to make. It is, yep. It is, the sandwich. But what I want to ask you, Dion, mm. is you're making your sandwich. You've got your ingredients. I'm not out. making a sandwich now. Let's get that clear. You're not. Um, we should get some ingredients. <laughs> there, but you're making your sandwich. You take out everything. What do you take out? Now, before we get into this... What do I take out? N- <laughs> what, what ingredients do you take out of your pantry? Now, also, if anyone's got any um, suggestions, any favourites of theirs... Yeah, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Text us in uh, either Dion on my phone, or obviously the people listening are the only people that know us. Yeah. So uh, that'd be much appreciated. Yeah. Um, but Dion, what 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 do you put in your sandwiches? What do I put in my sandwich. What, what do you go to straight away? I go Into for salami every time I go for salami. Salami. I find that butter and margarine as a as a as a base for the bread mm-hmm. is useless, pointless. Really? What's the point? What's I, the point? I've well straight off butter and margarine, but I like to um go towards more or more of a Dijon mustard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, that, which that, you, you made that, didn't you? Well, D, D. well, if that's a pun on my name, I find that quite offensive. I'm quite prepared to be called fucker or tractor, as we've discussed in previous shows. Not but Dijon, Dijon, Dijon mustard. I don't, I don't find funny at all. I'm sorry. But that's I'll, I'll normally layer the bottom with a bit of a <laughs> <laughs> bit of Dijon fucker. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's once again obnoxious. Absolutely, absolutely obnoxious. But um, what what else? What will you what go for? What do you go um, for? Well, Are you a cheese man? I'm a cheese man, but I'm also very very much a salami man. I think salami is quite important. What's this? Why are you so attracted to salami? Because it lasts a long time. Yeah? Yeah, and I've got no idea what's in it as well. Because it's basically just... It's just a, it's a concoction of those white things that you get up from the back of your throat. And they're just sort <laughs> of... It's just, you know, fused together with some red shit. And that's it. That's all it is. Have you ever put salami into a toasted sandwich? I have. I do it. I do it most days. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're getting quite personal here, but I'm quite prepared to. <laughs> the smell and the runoff from toasted salami when yeah. it's burning, I can't handle it, and that's turned me off salami completely. Yeah. Well, that's what they. Um, that's the smell is similar to when you get um, when you go to the dentist, and you get uh, your you know like a gum flap. If you get that burnt off, that's actually what they're what they're using there is a is a is a, a processed meat variant of salami. Um. So yeah, so I think I think salami is essential. Uh, my my housemate believes that lettuce <laughs> is quite unnecessary, and I tend to agree with it because lettuce ba- basically doesn't have any taste. That's true, but it gives it a little bit of crunch. It's texture. Yeah, it's. Cr- like, like oh, I tell you what, I want anesthetically pleasing, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. I tell you what, I, what I want to ask you: Where did iceberg lettuce get its <laughs> name from? What is what is 
What is iceberg about letters? Well, actually, the, the true story behind this yeah, you know is this? that in 1836, mm. um, what happened was... No, actually, sorry, it was 1912. Mm. I got my dates mixed up. It was 1912, and basically the, um, the Titanic, its first name was actually the, the HMS, um, HMS Iceberg. Are you serious? Iceberg. Is that real? And it was. And they were... There's a big floating bit of lettuce. Yeah. And a lot of people were transported on it. Absolutely right. And and then that's that's the, that's the origins of the iceberg lettuce. Well, what we're going to do is after this song, I'm going to look up iceberg lettuce because <laughs> I think cause I think it's quite an important thing. And I think there are a lot... I think most listeners out there have absolutely no idea what, what it's a reference to. And, and we'll get back to the listeners with it. And as we said before, we hope you are taking it easy on this Friday morning with morning radio program. You've got Dion and Christian today. James is away. Uh, he's off in Ethiopia with the pygmies today. So we wish him all the best with his endeavours over there. And hopefully he'll be back with us next week. Now Back to sandwiches. Back to sandwiches. Now, Dion's actually gone and bought a sandwich, so he's enjoying this in the studio. <laughs> yep. Fantastic eating sound effect there. Um, now, I'm gonna, what I want to ask you is... Saying nothing else but f- words that are fillings. Tell me your ideal sandwich. Just when you go to Subway, if you do, that is. Oh, don't be judgmental. Um, meatball, obviously salami. Uh, so you go with meatball salami. You're a two. You're a two meat kind of guy. Yeah, probably s- probably salami as well. Is that any indication of your um, sexual orientation? Uh, s- uh yes. Uh, yes, it is. Um, you know, it's mostly salami. That's what I take. Now, you were talking about before that cartoons, sa- cartoon sandwiches, are very well, I misleading. Think, I think they're, I think they're ridiculous. Yeah, that's what I think they are. Yeah. Um, cartoon sandwiches. There, you get these. It's always a baguette. It's always this very long baguette, and it's it's filled with layers upon layers, and it, and it's very pleasing to look at. Yeah. I've always got olives with the toothpicks attached to the top. Yeah. And. What I found is that cartoons, and they did this a lot, they, yeah. lead, they lead you to believe something which is, in fact, not true. I mean, how do you stick an entire baguette in your mouth and then your neck extends at the back, apparently, when you push the baguette through Well, hang mouth? on. I've just demonstrated that for you now while you're talking, so I don't really know what your, what your issue is with that. <laughs> and it's true because you didn't need to chew. You just pushed it down and... Yeah, exactly. ...and stomach and gold. Yeah, and, and, and I'm also animated as well <laughs> in the studio. Yeah. Well, another it's thing... An, it's an animation studio, so... Mm, rubbish. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? Another thing? Uh, another thing with cartoon food is, like, when, when you're watching a cartoon to do with a king, something to do with a king, me and my sister have always found this when we're watching cartoons, we've always tried emulating it when we're eating chicken at home, Yeah. is that when you get a drumstick, yeah. why is it that the kings can put the drumstick around their mouth and then suck the chicken off it and be left with the bone? Yeah. When I do that, I get hurt because of the little little bones poking. Yeah, poke they the poke in. Yeah. Mouth. No, I know what you mean, and I think um, I think that brings up another issue, and I think that that's I think that's a big it's a big problem in sort of animated world, and that's the representation of bones. I think, um, <laughs> and I think the issue is is that when you see dog bones, they the standard dog bone, you know what it looks like. Don't 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 think that we don't know what what it looks like. Um, and yeah, the standard dog bone is just too yeah. too perfect, too perfect sort of ends, yeah. and and it's and it's, it's true. and it's ridiculous, and 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 I think I think a lot of kids are being misled about it personally. Well, aren't cartoons just completely mis like they're a completely misleading medium as as they are? I mean, 
take for example um, when think of bugs think of bugs classic bugs yeah cross dressing to seduce your enemy yeah for some reason in cartoons that's the way you defeat your enemy yeah by cross dressing yeah you can, it, bugs comes out with that boom, boom, yeah. So you cross-dress the enemy. Well, I did that on the weekend when I was out in Chapel Street, and I had a, um, I had a, you know, a cross, you know, an outfit with me. It was a nice sort of, it was a, it was a, it was a dress. It was a, it was a full-length dress, and I got picked on, and I pulled that out and I put it on, and then the, and they just fucked off. Well, their eyeballs first extended out of their head. Yeah, they did that. That was, that was obviously yeah. first, and then they just, they just pissed off. Yeah, and that was the sound. That's actually the sound I recorded yeah. from there. Um, <laughs> did you put? You, so you had a blonde wig and the big lipstick and and the big lipstick and sort of big big sort of breasts and everything and mm. it was and and they and they actually they they found that quite a good oh, I found that to be quite a good deterrent yeah well so does bugs and I mean that, in that way bugs has taught us well <laughs> <laughs> now the second thing we wanted to talk about was um, a segment that we've been wanting to do and um, due to uh, restrictions on um, uh, from other members of the of the founding morning radio program on Radio Monash which you're listening to now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this other member, this uh, other sitting member, didn't want us, you know, to discuss this due to the fact that it could be politically incorrect. Blah, blah, blah. This segment is called Great Asian, and the reason why it's called Great Asian is um, it's not, it, it's it's not it's not a it's, we're not looking at this from it's a racist not, perspective. We're looking at this from a perspective of what what Great Asians have brought to. Culture and particularly Australian culture. Absolutely. The first one I wanna I wanna tell you about, and sure, this might come across as racist. It's not, which is important. The Nazis were not racist. They said they weren't at the time. But what I want to talk about, the first thing I want to talk about, is the yamcha. Yamcha. The yamcha is just a it's, it, yamcha and dumplings. Let's how, talk about dumplings. How can in this be racist? Tell me how this can be racist. Because yeah. what we're doing, we're applauding. The initiative yeah. and the ingenuity of Yamcha. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Yamcha, that, that, that we would not have dumplings in Melbourne no. if no. it wasn't for great Asians. Yamcha. Um, we'll talk about we'll talk about sort of we'll talk about other sort of foods in a minute, but the Japan the, <laughs> the, the Japanese the Japanese types of food, technical advancements, Sony, yeah, Panasonic. All foreign owned doesn't matter. It's not the yeah. point. Not the point. They invented it. What about what about Japanese women? They're and gorgeous na- and brilliant. And now you now you're treading a fine line, Dion. Why am I treading a fine line? I'm just saying that. Well, no, no. I think Japanese are. women are Japanese food, sushi. Yep. Fantastic. Great Asian. So in they, Melbourne, they we, have they've pro- they've provided a lot for our culture. Yeah. And in in and if you go to a place like England, mm. which is um which is Northern Australia, yes. And um. And you look for this great Asian influence, or this, or w- w- what we sort of termed great Asian. Great Asian. Um, you don't get it. All you get is you get you got you want foreign food. You mm. get curry. That's all you get. And well, I'm not saying there's anything well, wrong got with a curry. Heavy Indian influence, don't they? They'd probably have great Indian over there. Well, yeah, but we have great Asian. So that's, that's true. Well, Asian encompasses Indian. No, no, no. We're no, talking about. We're talking about. You know what I'm? I'm not. Know, look, I'm not going to state it. You know what I mean when I, I talk about Asian. We're talking about the. Yeah, you know, Chinese and the Japanese. Yeah, the other thing, Absolutely. Victoria Street, brilliant. Victoria, you're a fan. Asian supermarkets Vietnamese. are amazing. Asian supermarkets. What other place in the world can you buy five kilos of hoisin sauce? Probably China. Probably China, <laughs> and probably other sort of Vietnam, districts of Melbourne. Yeah. That's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, is that 
they sell large. They sell a large amount of. They sell large sources in bulk. You know? So you're you're a fan of bulk purchasing fan of, of Asian things. Yeah, of Asian things and things in general. Let's not let's not restrict bulk purchasing just to Asian. That would be racist. Yeah. You know, be racist too. Costco and <laughs> places like Costco, Aldi, and Cash and Carry. Are you are you a, um, an Aldi? I'm a, uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, my I have incredible uh, things there that replicate. Yeah. Look, we'll go through the list. We'll go through the um, junk mail at the moment. You know, porterhouse steak nine ninety nine a kilo. Yeah, you know, brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. But I think yeah, one of the great one of the great things about a great Asians mm. as mm. uh as you know we, we can attribute to China. You know, we would not have very small plastic things if it wasn't for China. You know. And these things are important. Sure, they don't do anything, most of those plastic things. Um, now, what what I wanted to ask you was, um, in those bargain supermarkets that you get mm. in districts, mm. sort of around Melbourne... The one at Bulleen Plaza. Right. Yeah. We're just, just to plug the Bulleen Plaza. Uh, just, uh, this will be on air there. They'll be listening. They'll be, they'll be definitely listening. Mm. Um, where are, where do it, do these shopkeepers, these merchants, Live. I was going to say merchant bankers, they're not merchant bankers. Where do they get their goods from? You know, you go to an Asian <laughs> supermarket, you know, yeah. and I'm talking. And there's a lot there. Yeah, there's there's, there's heaps there. Mm. Where where do they get all this shit from? Where are they, where, where who's making this stuff? Mm-hmm. Sorry, are you going to answer that, or are you just going to look like a? <laughs> I will answer that because um I have the answer. Yeah, it's actually uh in 1912 the uh the Titanic was uh was first called Iceberg. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Oh, jeez, I didn't look that up, actually. Um, actually, Christian, if you throw to a song, just before you throw to that song, you if I'm help. quick enough on the, on, uh, on the old... Uh, on the old ge- oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we're talking about Iceberg Lettuce... Um, oh, for f- if, if, only Monash, if only Monash's bloody internet... internet would work like like the pricket spot. Radio Monash are great though. I didn't know that iceberg lettuce is also known as crisp head lettuce. Didn't you really? No. And it forms tight, dense heads that resemble cabbage. They're generally the mildest. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's a great description. They're generally the mildest of the lettuces. <laughs> um, the mildest tempered. That's so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of um. In terms so generally of their the calmest of the lettuce. Yeah, and um, they're valued more for their crunchy texture than for flavour. Now, I find this, I find this very <laughs> funny terminology. They're, 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 they're generally the mildest of the lettuces, and they're valued more for their crunchy texture than for flavour. Well, See, that's interesting. That's, that's they're pointing a bit racist out, to other other lettuce. Yeah, it's racist. To, it's racist. It's it's racist to great Asians, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but look, iceberg, the name of iceberg apparently refers to crisp, cold, the crisp, cold, and clean characteristics of lettuce. And we'll leave it there. Musings. Now it's time for your favourite segment. Musings. Just for a, a new fans. Musings is a to just get something off our shoulders, put it out to the open world. No callers, no responses. Yeah, it's sort of This is music. My entire palette of colours is derived from my 32 pack of Derwins that 
They smell so terrible. Even though it's patently clear, they smell awful. Musings. Let's move on. Musings. That was Musings for this week on Morning Radio Program on Radio Monish. Uh, Christian Ronaldo, um, mm. what did we... Mm. What were we just discussing before? We've canvassed iceberg lettuce today. Well, we've, we've, we've officially finished with iceberg lettuce. We, we've, <laughs> we've concluded everything about it. And maybe, my, maybe while we're at it, can we also get on to uh, Cos Lettuce? I'd, l- I'd love to know a little bit about Cos Lettuce because I've always... Cos Lettuce? Cos Lettuce is Iceberg Lettuce's direct competitor. Right. It's Cos Lettuce and Iceberg Lettuce have been at it for years. Mm. Um, there was the heads. 1936 war between uh, Cos and... Lettuce heads. <laughs> the, the heads of lettuce. Yeah. Heads of lettuce. Um, yeah, heads of lettuce around the world. But, but I'd like to get on to um, Australia's favourite game show... Broom or stick? Oh, yeah, broom or stick. Dion Broom? Broom. Dion Stick? Broom. That was Australia's favourite game show, Broom or Stick. Thank you very much for playing. Thank you for joining us for Broom or Stick. Now, next up, I would like to talk about something that was in the news recently. That was awful, by the way. <laughs> broom or stick. That worked well in rehearsal. <laughs> what rubbish that was. I think you'll find that um, that man out there cleaning is laughing. Yeah, and we've actually we've usually got people in the um, doesn't have any headphones in there in, so in the airport lounge uh, of Monash Radio, and um, we've usually got people out there because it's the week off uni. We have absolutely no one watching us this morning, <laughs> and probably no one listening anyway. But sorry, you well, were saying, Christian, God, we're naked. Yeah, we're <laughs> naked, and yeah, no, we're not going to describe it now. But it is our favourite position. <laughs> now in the news. Last night, I in heard the newsings, <laughs> a new planet has been discovered, right? That could possibly be like Earth, could inhabit Earth-like beings, yeah. such as yourself. Earth-like beans, 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 right? You know, yeah. um, white Serious. bean, uh, kidney beans yeah. <laughs> of the sort. Now, the article in the Sun, which is a, a UK publication, starts yeah. a little something like yeah. this. Yeah, how ironic that it's in the Sun. Yeah, bit biased, is it? Good one, good one, Dion. Yeah. Thank you. It starts a little something like this. Thank you, Christian. (laughs) (laughs) The new world, 120 trillion miles away in another solar system, orbits its own sun and is three times the size of Earth. Crucially, boffins believe the new planet, called Gliese 581G... How do you spell that, Christian? Gliese 581G... How do you spell that, Christian? (laughs) Gliese... G-L-I-E-S-E... Yeah. ...has enough gravity to allow an atmosphere and its... And, it c- and could have water on its surface. Its relative closeness to Earth makes it an important target for future space missions searching for extraterrestrial life. Yeah, you're going to read this whole I'm not going to read the whole article, but, entry, but, but there are two points in this that I want to bring up. Oh, there's a couple of points. <laughs> okay, firstly, the people that have that written this article obviously take somewhat pride in being... Yeah, um, what, these journalists. Astro- yeah. Uh, no, no, knowing about astrology and things like no astronomy. Yeah, sorry, let's definitely let's don't know about right. astrology. Um, okay, now they've said together. the new world, 120 trillion miles away in another solar system. They've later gone to say 
its relative closeness to Earth uh, makes it an important target for future yeah, space missions. They're wrong, aren't they? They've been Dead watching wrong. a little bit too much Stargate SG-1 for my mind. Do you know that for a fact? I do, right. because the people that are writing these articles should not be. There's no way 120 trillion miles is close to our solar system. Well, and for future space travel. Well, it's I don't 20 know. light years away. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that far. I don't really know what your what your issue is. Um, if we look up, so what is it? What was the figure? It was a hundred and hundred and twenty trillion miles. Okay, so let that's, me that's, just that's 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 three thousand zeros after one hundred and twenty. Three thousand zeros after one hundred and twenty. It's, it's not. It's no, it's not. <laughs> it's. Um, I've also got beef. I've got a little bit of beef with. Yeah, you do have pla- beef. The planet's it's unrelated. <laughs> the planet's name. Glies 581G. Yeah, sounds too much like the Victoria's Secret model, Giselle. <laughs> now, wondering. I'm, I'm confused as to why... I'm confused as to why they let Glies name the planet. Morning radio program is having some technical difficulties. Just bear with us for one moment, please. Right, we're back on. Never mind. Um, <laughs> as uh, I was saying, yeah. I'm unsure as to why they let Glies name this planet. I don't know. They could, they could have let anyone else. Even Giselle would have been a better name. But they chose, they went up to Gliez and they said, Gliez, can you please think of a, a good planet name? Who the Christ is Gliez? Well, couldn't they foresee that Gliez may be stupid well, enough... don't get angry, I'm not ...to Gliez. use his own name? Yeah, I... I yeah, well, and what's worse is he's called a Gliez 581G. Look, I think it's a bit ridiculous. I think it's a bit far-fetched that they think they know what's happening at 120 trillion light years away. Miles, um, miles. Yeah, I think a mi- sorry. Oh, that, oh, is it get, miles? Then it's, that it's, actually, no, that's not that's not that far-fetched. Yeah. Um, look, I think it's interesting. I think this this story is quite interesting because apparently, I'm not sure if you mentioned this because I actually wasn't listening to you, um, but apparently um, there's a very very good chance that this supports life, um, and they think it has a rocky composition similar to Earth's and its diameter would be 1.2 to 1.4 times mm. that of mm. Earth. Now, I think this is absolute bullshit, because if you're looking at something that's 120 trillion miles away, mm. of course it's got a fucking rocky composition. What else is it going to have? What else is it going to have? What are you going to... You're going to observe it and go, oh, no, that does look like... That looks a little bit like air. You know, that is helium. That is helium. Of course it's helium. It's bloody floating. Well, that's probably why it's helium. Well, they, they can. They actually can... Determine what, well, what can they chemicals do? from that far away. How, how, how can you do that? Spectroscopy. Right. Right. Exactly. So I just shut you up. Didn't well, I? no, that's bullshit. I made that word up. I'm sorry. No, but that's bullshit. That's like it's a rocky composition. That's such an ambiguous way of putting Did it. Did you know that it's actually this, this new All world is actually um, it's actually astronomers, bastards? <laughs> like we've we've got Martin Tiles, the astronomer, in the <laughs> studio at the moment. Martin. No, he's not. Martin's <laughs> his microphone isn't working. I don't know what's going on. Um, but w- this sun, well, this Earth, this new Earth, I'm going to call it Nerth from now, because Gliez is just terrible. Yeah. I'll call it... Oh, no, it'd be funny if we called it... Using the first letter. Funny, funny if we called it Girth, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Girth is actually permanently God. shaded on one side and permanently in the sun on the other. Yeah. That's the way it is. And they reckon that inhabitation, yeah. if that's a word... Will, will occur on that border where the sun meets the sea. <laughs> uh, are you a fan? Uh, do you think Pluto's a planet? Pluto's not a planet. Well, it's not. Next segment. <laughs> well, what I want to get onto was... Oh, that's right, yeah. T- was the point. I have a theory about time travel, okay? Because yeah. all this talk about planets that far away... Yeah. Obviously, there's going to have to be some kind of advancements in technology. Yeah. And people are saying time travel 
it, it can't be real because no one's travelled back to this time. No, I don't right? understand. But someone that. would tell us. You don't understand. What do you mean? Because no one's travelled back to this no, time. No, no one's travelled back to, to to tell us time travel's real. People, yeah. People think that. Well, they're, they're on their way. People, one would argue. Well, that's the thing. I. Yeah. What's to say that this time that we're in now? Sorry if we're getting a little bit. Obtuse. A little. Yeah, McCabe. McCabe. She was the. Uh, she was successful in a, a legal action uh, surrounding mm. the, uh, the use of tobacco. But anyway, I don't think that's what you meant in terms it's of. Um, but in terms of McCabe. What what I'm thinking is what happens if this time that we're in now isn't significant enough in the context and scheme of things yeah. in the future yeah. to travel back to. What, what, why are we thinking that people are going to travel back and tell us about so what do you time think, travel? What do you think might happen in the future that will make that That's time? what I got wondering. I was thinking about a northern hemisphere versus southern hemisphere war. Yep. Cos lettuce versus iceberg lettuce. Um, another... That's a big... That's the clash lady. of um, civilized lettuces. <laughs> Isn't that rubbish? Isn't that terrible? It's amazing. Just giving it a run, not even thinking about it. And, that's, and I, I don't think that's crucial. To a good show, yeah. The way we're working. Yeah, you just you, you make it lettuce based, <coughs> and you um and you just run with stuff, and you don't know what you're doing. But this time travel theory is is interesting, um, mm. but also uh, but also limited. It is limited because I have no knowledge of time travel, and Stephen Hawking has come out and and exclusively said that traveling back in time is not possible. It's not possible because of the what's known as the grandfather. Well, he effect. also doesn't. He also doesn't think that walking's possible. So we'll, we, we can we can debunk that theory pretty quickly by, <gasps> on just, that by note, just googling by just YouTubing walking. On, on uh, that note, this is "Love Her Madly" by The Doors. Sorry to Stephen Hawking. Yeah, the Standing Doors. Welcome back to Morning Radio Program on Radio Monash. That was The Doors with "Love Her Madly." Speaking of mad. Mm, mm. Um, speaking of madly, yeah, uh, we were discussing last week um, the concept of useless, the concept of useless jobs um, in the world, and um, a friend of mine actually mm. came across a uh, while he was driving on the road. He sent me a an MMS, also known as a picture message, yes. also known as an MMS, um, containing a photo of a truck that was on the road, and on the truck. It said, uh, it was written, curbside cleaner bin, professional washing, sanitizing, and deodorizing. And there's a picture of a wheelie bin being cleaned with soap. So what we're going to do... What's your plan, Dion? What are you doing? My plan is to call these guys up and to find out what the hell is going on with this company. Um... I just want to know what the deal is. So we're going to try this. They might not answer, and this is seriously what we're going to do. Um, Christian, can you just turn up my microphone levels, please? Uh, my uh, headphone levels, because uh, I won't be able to hear them otherwise. So what I'll do is I'll dial now, dial now. And for those of you out there who don't know that if you press 1831 before you dial any number, you'll actually get... It'll actually look as though it's a private number. And in this kind of call, you're kind of wanting to do that. Which is an amazing thing because a lot of a lot of people you can keep doing your call down. Yeah. But um private numbers are supposed to be private and now they've even found out a way to get around that, which is um which is what I'll end up doing in the future. Yeah. It's essentially well, making a mockery of the whole situation. Well, while Dion's uh calling the number, maybe I'll just fill you in on a on a few interesting facts, like that in nineteen fifty two Albert Einstein was offered the presidency of Israel. Fuck this studio. <laughs> the podcasting isn't working. The bloody phones aren't working. 
No, well, it's just the equipment. Radio Monash have been yeah. kind enough to let us use them. Yeah, kind enough to let us use them. Um, um, all right, so next next on, we will be uh, discussing something that's quite close to heart, Christian. Isn't that right? Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> 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 spots. No, we're, we're going to be discussing... Um, we're playing musical chairs in the studio, and it's really hard to, yeah. to keep talking really hard while we're to play playing. With, really hard to play without music as well. It's kind of, it's kind of a difficulty. <laughs> but, um, uh, the, what, what are we discussing now? We're discussing songs that were once great, that we once loved, mm-hmm. and due to being overplayed, are now really, really shit and really, really annoying. Christian, what's your first one? Well, the first one that I want to play... And, and the, this band here is... The, they're the main culprits for this. They do it all the time... And there are only two big songs that, that everyone knows about. Yeah. And when you hear them, you go, fuck, yeah. this song again. Yeah. It just echoes through your brain. Right. This is the first one. Really annoying. Who's this by Christian? This is a Dragon with April Sun in Cuba. In particular, this part. Yeah, it's really annoying. It features heavily on Gold 104. Um, I think it's every it's, third song. Yeah, it's incredibly annoying. Then again, most of the songs played by Richard Mercer from <laughs> Fox FM after 9 o'clock. Hi, I'm Richard Mercer. I'm a quasi-pedophile who likes to <laughs> who likes to request songs about love and pedophilia. So that is not a uh, mix 101. It? Oh, it is mix 101. Sorry. The, sorry ne- yeah. the next song, now that you know that it's Dragon... It can only be one thing. Pump it up. Incredibly annoying. Now, were these once good songs? I'm sure they were. But now they're rubbish. Now, the biggest it's, culprit... It's not a matter of them being rubbish, Dion. Sorry, Christian. The the issue with the song is that we've we've heard it so much, and they played so much on Gold 104, that when you hear it, you get frustrated. Yeah. You're frustrated. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Now what's the next one? Jesus. What's the next one? Well, the next the next one that I wanted to play actually it's a Phil Collins song, but the reason that I want to play it is because when I hear it, it reminds me of something in particular. It's one of those songs that you've heard so much in a particular place that it reminds you of it. Now this is the song and we've played it before on the program. What does that remind you of? This part in particular. Hang on. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Enter. This. What does this remind Hearing you? this song, even just then, reminds me of walking into JB Hi-Fi, their home theatre section, and seeing every single screen in the store playing a Phil Collins live concert. Always this song. You walk in here and you'll hear this. And you can see all the yeah. JB Hi-Fi people trying to sell their TVs yeah. and look how great this audio system yeah. is. And then they turn it up. It's Phil Collins inspired selling. And I think a lot of retailers are now using Phil Collins as their inspiration. Absolutely. The most annoying song that I just can't stand anymore. Really liked it when it came out. I think it won, probably won Triple J's top 100 mm. sort of songs. I know what you you're know. talking about, Dion. This is, this is, uh, this is this song. This is hell. This is just... It's now a shit song. It hasn't changed since it was released. Have a listen. Sex is on 
rubbish song. Now I sing about racists <laughs> and sexists. Do you actually know what this song is about? Sing about, or, or supposedly lighting about? fires. No. Venereal disease. Is it actually and about STIs? Apparently it is. Oh, that's ridiculous if that's what it's about. Well, Kings of Leon there. And have you heard the it's Kings it's of Leon? It's in the song band name, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, the band name, not the song band name. That makes no sense. Here we go. Isn't that just the worst? Mm. And and the thing is, when it was released, wasn't it fantastic? Everyone was getting into it. It was such a great song. Yeah, it's appalling. I can't stand it. <laughs> and the next thing we want to talk about... <laughs> Hang on, I had one uh, more song. Oh, I had one more song, Dion. All right, all right, all right. Now, tell me, this. I think this one tops it off. In terms of songs that have well overdone themselves on the radio, yeah. and people are just bloody sick of... Yeah. And it's not just university radio programs. It's songs like these. This has been played over and over and Jesus over again. Christ. I don't know why they just don't give it a rest. The concerts have just been played over and over and over again. Different conductors, different performances, different symphonies. Get over it. Fuck off. Fuck off. Jesus Mozart, Christ. fuck off. That, this is Ina Kleiner and that... Ina, Ina Kleiner. Ina Kleiner. by the very cultured... Uh, <laughs> Christiana. Sorry, do you want to pronounce it then? Christian. <laughs> it's eine kleine Nachtmusik. 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 First one. <laughs> reminds me of Nachos, that song. Yeah, it's eine kleine Nachtos. No. Nacho music. music. Um, uh, Christian, we were discussing this before. Um, we think that there are some professions out there mm. that are not getting a good run. Mm. And... Point. We think that. Thank you. We think DJ that. Jockey. Thank you. We think. Yeah, that's a good one. DJs mm. can be. You can be rubbish now. You can just yeah. play a very long MP3 of a of a set, and mm. no one will know. Exactly. Yeah. Exa- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Are we going to talk like that? Exactly. We're going to talk like. Okay, we'll talk like that for the rest of the show. Um. So that's one. That's one profession that has gone to shit. So you can be mm. an absolute novice. Absolutely. And still be a DJ. Well, look at us. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And comedy is another thing. You know, mm. you can be garbage like us and still... You can get a show at the Fringe Festival and the Comedy Festival by not having any experience. And I, yeah, I for you one, don't even was need one to, who was... You don't even need to submit an application. You just... You just need to have a Fringe. That's it. That's, isn't, that, isn't that rubbish? It was. Jeez, but the standard like, is. <laughs> like the shows at the Fringe Festival. Some. Some of the shows at the Fringe Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, another one that we thought mm. that uh, that's really lost its mm. credit... Mm, mm. Is the butcher the local butcher? Absolutely, Christian. That's, no, that's stop, number one. Stop saying mm, it's hell. Uh, but yeah, so so butchers, butchers. Number one is is butchers mm. because butchers that used to be a craft. You know, you want a great bit of meat. The butcher will look at the cow. You know, look into its eyes, cut its cut its head off. And then it'll cut you a slice of meat that you want. You can describe a slice of meat. You want this slice of meat to be like. You know, your favourite celebrity. You know, you, how, how you'd imagine your favourite celebrity would taste if it was a cut of meat. But Pe- People think now that they're better than the butcher. Yeah. That's what the problem is. They'll yeah. come in there and be like, give me that porterhouse. And he'll be like, that's a drumstick. That's a chicken drumstick. And they're like, I yeah. said give me the porterhouse. Yeah, the animated porterhouse, please. <laughs> the one that I saw in Coyote... Uh, yeah, I know. That's, a, that's thing in cartoons, isn't it? They throw the, the entire raw steak. Well, I think it actually started with... Um, yeah, I think I think I, I watched this documentary the other day, which was um, about the portrayal of uh, the Arab peoples in cartoons and how that's mm. actually um, pr- 
propagated uh, uh, quite a negative um, portrayal of of, uh, of uh, Arabic people or people from that Middle Eastern region. Get on with it, Dion. Uh, <laughs> uh, in uh, and it's actually it's actually done that. And I think that if there's a doc- uh, the next documentary in that sequel will actually be about the misrepresentation misrepresentation of butchers. <laughs> you know, in in cartoons or just in, in cartoons and in general. Yeah. You know, make it a long documentary. Make it two hours. One hour for animation. One hour for real life. And the thing is that. <laughs> The thing is that butchers go to the effort. They still dress up. They still have the butcher attire. Yeah, that's the right. The blood yeah. on yeah. their aprons. So you yeah. know that they're working. <laughs> yeah. You know they're doing something. You know it's not right. a result of a, of a violent rape. You know they're working. Not with a, not with an animal. I'm talking about with a regular human being. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they still, they still have the cleaver as well. Yes. Um, the me- and, and the thing is that... The butcher- meat cleavage. The <laughs> butchers... Yeah. To be a butcher, it's a fine art. You have Bloody meat cleavage. <laughs> Sorry. It, it is a, it's, it's a fine art. It's sharpening the knives. Yeah. It's, it's cutting, knowing the cut. Cutting, precisely. A mine cut. <laughs> it's like that one. Yeah, it's knowing the it's knowing the the cut of the meat. Um, and uh, yeah, it's and it, anyway, it's a shame. I just think it's a shame. Have we got? Yes. Uh, and also the the um the, the last one, the last profession mm-hmm. that we've uh, been troubled by and their their demise is just the doctor. The doctor. People don't go to doctors anymore. Doesn't happen. Your doctors doctor. are out of work. Your GP. Your GP. It doesn't happen. People are now sick at home, mm-hmm. going, "Oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'll just get better. If I go to the doctor, they'll just tell me to get some rest." Exactly. That's all That's they right. say. That's all I say. They say that with cancer nowadays as well. Just get rest. Well, what about chemotherapy? I've heard that's that, that there's advancements in that. Um, no, but anyway, but but doctors doctors are um, it's getting quite hot in here. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's enormously hot. Yeah, this 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 studio's on fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, doctors. Look, I don't think they're getting the um, the credit they deserve and the and the patronage they deserve. Well, I had a an invention idea that. I think an invention idea, as opposed to an invention. Thank you. It's, it's, an, it's an idea. Right. It's an idea. It's just it's in, in, in its basic pre- stages at the moment. I've drawn a picture of it. Yep. So that's we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. But um, what it is is a computer that you install Brilliant. Love in it. your arm. Yeah. It might be even a small screen. Yeah, that tells the time. <laughs> it's like an iPhone app. Yeah. And what it does, it gives you readings of blood work, sugar levels, everything. Mm-hmm. It monitors. Your your blood cells, your red blood cells, white blood cells, so to see if anything's abnormal. This is this is rubbish, by the way. Go on. Why? Why is it rubbish? That's not rubbish, but but you just invented and, and it's got a wireless. It's got a wireless k- link to your doctor's internet. office, so in any abnormalities in the readings, yeah. he can pick it up straight away, saying, "Sorry, your white blood cell count's a little high. Do you want to come in?" Yeah. Sounds because yeah, I think the two problems with that. Two problems with that would be it's expensive and useless. <laughs> it's not useless. You actually think this will this will this will come off? Well, that's why I'm on radio. To give this a pitch, this is actually my retirement from radio and then I'll pitch this. <laughs> it's taken me nine episodes, but... You you mentioned iPhone apps there, and mm. there's um there's an iPhone app that's... I don't trust um, any way to work this into the show. There's an <laughs> iPhone app that's caught my eye, and what we want to do, uh, if this program uh, is on air uh, in, the, in the following week, weeks, which we, we hope it will be, because we have covered there's some There's a lot of butchers standing outside of meat cleavage. There's a lot of butchers, there's a lot of, a lot of Monash Radio presidents uh, that aren't happy with the program, but um, what we want to discuss today is we want to discuss uh, interesting I, uh, iPhone apps and one of the interesting iPhone apps I've found is a um, I think it's called it's, it's called pedophile locator <laughs> and um, that um, 
the world's largest pro-pedophilia, uh, this is unbelievable, um, advocacy group is using Facebook to find and exchange photos of children, hone its members' predatory behaviour, and to identify target and reel in child victims it has emerged. Um, now, this pro-pedophile adv- advocacy group <laughs> is called the North American Man-Boy Love Association, uh, and it's also known as NAMBLA, NAMBLA. Um, which... Stands for what does it stands for? Um, New Age Meat Butchers um, Lien Association. Um, that's, that na- that's, that Nambler. that's an equitable Lien, yeah. not uh, not any other sort of form of Lien. Uh, and um, law students. And their their mission, they've got a mission statement, which I think is very funny for a pro pedophilia group, which is absolutely disgusting. Is we are the North American Man Boy Love Association. Our sole purpose is to push forward the concept that a consenting man, eighteen plus, oh, and a consenting minor, m- minus eighteen, can have a sexual and loving oh, no. relationship legally. Now, and and the end of that mission statement says, and we like to party. Yeah, and and now, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's very much Vingo Boys uh, uh, centers. Um, yeah, it's that one. Um, but I think the, the issue I have with this is this is a news story, and it's and it's being touted as uh, you know Facebook being a minefield for pedophiles. Of course, it's a minefield for bloody pedophiles. You can put any information about yourself and share it with the world. I just can't understand how this sort of crap is newsworthy. It's absolute rubbish that this is pedophile. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the idea that 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 um that a news you know that news um. You know, websites are cottoning on to the fact that Facebook is being used. Of mm. course, it's used for bloody pedophilia. Is, yeah, that, is, that, is that how ignorant people are well, about their privacy that? nowadays? I mean, but Facebook is really betraying us in terms of privacy. Have you seen the new Places application? Yeah, I have seen the Places That's application. Amazing. It is amazing. So what it allows you to do, for, for those listeners um, who don't give a shit, uh, what it allows you to do is it allows... it finds actually listening. It finds your location and actually penetrates... No, no, it finds your location... And actually, um, you can check into that location. So, for instance, Monash Radio today, I checked into Monash Radio. But it basically, you get a whole lot of updates from people on Facebook about where you are. And most of the time, you don't give a shit. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to check in to places that I'm not at and see mm-hmm. if people, you know, try no, and no, meet me there. But you can't because it locates... It uses your GPS location really? and tells you what's around there. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Oh, uh, um, I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't used it before. No, I think I think it's sort of you, you can actually check into anything uh, you like. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm wondering if you check into the airport, is that a valid method of checking in? It is. It is. It it's is. been confirmed. Qantas has just confirmed that. Thank you. And um, on that note, we're going to end the show. Oh yeah, we're going to end the show. So a this, shame. this has what been the shame. the green, grand final replay edition. Yeah, the I- yeah. iceberg edition. The iceberg edition. Um, down just quickly, a tip for the weekend. Uh, my tip for the weekend is not a tip, it's a fact. St Kilda will win. I will be at the game. I have disgusting seats. Uh, to Jeremy who's listening, my seats are Q33, row double D. Um, for any good, other good for pa- good listening. For a, yeah, good, good for a pair of tits, not good for a row, because that is the back row right behind the goals. It's hell. Oh, down. And I want to um, also hope that St Kilda win, but I think Collingwood will get up again. Yeah. But this again, been, uh, what do you mean again as opposed to... Again, like last week's prediction. Yeah, right. I was right about that. Yeah, so this is uh, this is not the one by the Basement Birds. Thank you for listening to Morning Radio Program. Thank you for listening to Morning Radio Program. We'll be on air with James Patterson next week. And uh, yeah, we look forward to your company then. Good Monash to you, everyone. <laughs>